Welcome to the Gymwits Podcast. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, aka Chef Sonic. And we are the Gymwits. So a couple quick things before we get into the podcast. If you haven't done so already, please go to survey.lispin.com slash the Gymwits. We'll leave a link in the show notes. Uh, it's a quick survey. It will literally take you 10, 15, 20 seconds to fill out. Um, and it helps us infinitely um, you know, with try to get the right advertising and stuff out there. So please, uh, if you can, go to survey.lispin.com slash the Gymwits to fill that out. Uh, second thing is if you have an Amazon Echo, uh, we are an Alexa skill. So if you ask Alexa to play the gym wits, Alexa will play the gym wits and you can hear the podcast uh, from the comfort of your home with your Amazon Echo. And there are not too many podcasts that are on. The uh, I mean, there right are ways now. to do it. There, there are a lot of roundabout ways. Like if you're using certain podcast aggregators, you can, but I think as you know, there, so you can get podcasts on it, but, mm-hmm. but, um, Lispin is start launching, um, with Alexa and uh, we're one of the few that are, you know, they're starting with a smaller group and then we'll, you know, expand to a larger group, kind of like they did with Spotify. And so mm. we just happen to be in that group. So nice. definitely uh, we are in Alexa skill. So anyway, cool. um, back to normal stuff. Uh, so got a great show if you haven't started. If, um, great show. I know you don't have a lot of time, but one of the best shows on TV is The Expanse. Have you heard of it? No. It's on sci-fi, which it is a sci-fi show. Okay. Um, it's based on a book series. Um, and then I, so I started reading the books as well. But uh, awesome show, kind of about, basically, it's like hundreds of years in the future. Um, you know, Mars has been colonized as well as the asteroid belt. And there's basically war between, uh, kind of brewing tensions between Earth, Mars, and the asteroid belt. Um, all in the while, this mysterious uh, substance is... Um, Potentially becoming a threat, um, but it, it's a really, really great show. Uh, mm. Highly recommend. Um, kind of at the level of Game of Thrones, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Very good. So, Are they paying you secretly for advertising? No, they're not paying for advertising. I'm just like really in expanse mode because like I've right. just finished season two, um, and I, I'm like reading book two right now. So I'm like really in the mode of like you gotta watch Expanse. Telling everybody right, about right. the Expanse. So Definitely yeah, yeah. They're not paying me anything. Too. You know, and one really cool thing is being as someone who's into 3D printing. Uh, there's this website Thingiverse.com where people upload like their 3D models. And way back when the show started, I mean, way back a couple of years ago, they actually posted models of like the different ships on the show onto this website. So um, that was kind of cool cross promotion, and that kind of piqued my interest. But I never got into it. But uh, uh, you know, I actually downloaded and and printed the their their ship, the Rosinante, the other day, and that's pretty cool. cool. So I got to prime it and paint it and stuff. So anyway, nice. that was it. Uh, I know we're we're not a TV podcast, but sometimes it shows. I'm like, I, I'm into it. You gotta watch it. So okay. um, that was my bit for today. Um, so what do we have on tap for today? So we have a a very awesome guest today. We have Jessica Frey, and she is the general manager for Virgin Sport, and she's going to talk a lot about. What Virgin Sport does, uh, a lot about running, and she's just got a ton of great information, and what they do is is very, very cool for the community. So without further ado, our interview with Jessica Frey. At one point in my life. <laughs> Why aren't you still in Brazil now? It's like, where we live, it's like blizzarding. I wish Blizzard. I was in Brazil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. Where are you, where, where in the country, where are you? I'm in London. Oh, you're yeah. in London. Okay, cool. All right, so yeah, it's not it's not blizzarding over there, is it? It isn't. We okay. did have a dusting a week ago, which equates to a blizzard in terms of <laughs> here. Nice. Um, but no, no blizzard. 
by my standard. Right, so um, we have a uh, we have a bunch of questions. To, yeah, and you think I think you got the list of the, some of like kind of what yeah. our talking points. Perfect. Um, yeah. Is now a couple of things. Um, is there anything that we missed or anything that you want us to touch on um, that we can add, should add? And then the second thing would be kind of what what title would you like us to refer to you as when we introduce you? Uh, I'm the general manager of Virgin Sport. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Great. Any other talking points or anything else to talk about, or is it, do we cover everything? glance at the list again but i think um i think it it, uh like a good summary i i think whatever you guys want to talk about is is fair game from my perspective whatever you think is interesting to your your followers awesome all right cool that's great all right so we'll get started and Hey, everyone. We are here with Jessica Frey. Hey, Jessica. How's everything? Good. So Jessica is the general manager of Virgin Sport. So, uh, Jessica, what's Virgin Sport? Virgin Sport I'm sure we'll get into it quite a bit more. (laughs) Yeah. um, Virgin Sport is a fitness events company based in London. We have three events right now, all centered around running, but... Um, they are multi-sport, multi-day fitness festivals, uh, something anyone can participate in. Okay. Well, that sounds, sounds like a lot of fun. Now, um, before we jump into that, we always ask our guests about their fitness history, fitness history and their, their current fitness uh, um, routine. So yeah. uh, what, what's your background in fitness and, uh, and what do you currently do? Right. Okay. So I... My, my first fitness love and sport was swimming. I started swimming competitively at the age of eight, and the sport of swimming and a coach that I had growing up very much shaped me and my path in life. Um, so I did that for 10 years, year-round, and then got to college and decided not to swim in college and traded my swimming habit for a running obsession. And I ran my first marathon in college and the rest is sort of history. I, I was hooked from there and I've done quite a few marathons since and I'll, I'll kind of go in, in phases. I'll have a year or two where I'll do four or five marathons and then um, a year will, where I'll focus on forms of fitness where I just need a break. I don't want to feel obligated to run um, I've had a couple of years where I was really into trail running and ultra marathons, and currently I'm trying to get faster at the marathon. So I've never really cared much about my speed. It's more always been um, just time to myself or time with friends, and and not something I wanted to put too much pressure on. So I've I've never really tried to run fast until the last year or two, and so that's become a new form of. Um, or a new source of enjoyment and satisfaction for me is trying to see what sort of returns I can get from doing some work on the track. And so my next big race is the Paris Marathon in April. Cool. So, so you mentioned um, ultra marathons. How are ultra marathons different from a regular kind of traditional marathon? Um, completely different. I think I think it's a totally different breed of runner and experience. 
Um, they're very much community driven. You'll get the local firefighters out there at the aid station helping you with your blisters. Um, it's, it's more about the scenery and the terrain than it is, um, you know, running fast on a flat and straight course. You, it's more about the journey than the time. And the training is obviously different in an ultra training program you'll typically run a long run on Saturday and Sunday so back to back never doing a long run near 50 miles or 100 miles but you you really get used to doing volume on consecutive days and so it's a big it's a big commitment and um and maybe sacrifice in your personal life if, if you're not out there running with your friends it's a lot of time to spend on your feet on the trails but um but it's it's a beautiful sport. So did you find though that your passion lied more with the traditional marathons versus doing the ultra marathons or is that still something you'd like to pursue in the future? I'd love to pursue it in the future. It depends on where I'm living too. So I spent um, a year and a half in Boulder, Colorado. I was working on a project there and kind of fell in with a trail running crowd there in Boulder and did a lot of races and running on the trail system there, which was just in my backyard. And so it was very natural and the scenery was amazing. And then moved to New York city a few years later where trail running wasn't as accessible. Um, might drive two hours upstate to find a nice trail, but that's not easy if you don't have a car. So I got more into road running when I moved to New York, but who knows what cities, um, will, I'll be in later in life. I'd, I'd love to get back into trail running at some point. Hmm. Sounds fun. So I guess speaking of all, all this running and coming from someone who really detests running, <laughs> I don't mind doing some sprints, right? And I'll do a lot of them when I have to get in shape. But yeah, I'm not a, <laughs> not a huge runner. I never have been. So how do you stay motivated? You've, you've run a lot of races. You've run, run a lot of marathons. Where is it just something you you enjoy doing so much, or is there some extra motivation? Because you mentioned now you're, you're looking to run a little faster. Where does the motivation come from? I have so many hacks. <laughs> it's not <laughs> okay. Every day it's a different trick I I play. Um, I, I I don't always love getting up every morning and and running. It's not something that I jump out of bed for necessarily, but. I love it while I'm doing it and I love it after the fact. So I try to incentivize myself in different ways. So I'll commit to meeting up with a friend. Um, so accountability buddies, I call them are yeah, yeah. sometimes, um, I will lately, I've gotten really into booking a class that is half the distance that I need to run for the morning away from my flat in London. So I'll get up in the morning knowing I have to go to this class or I'm going to get fined if I don't go, which is just insult to guilt. Um, so I'll get up and run to the class and, and get a little strength training in and then run back. And so I feel like when you have a destination, it makes it easier mentally. It's it's such a mental sport. So all of these strategies are really um, just playing mind games with yourself. Sometimes I'll run and tell myself, I can do point to point and finish with a slice of banana bread at my favorite bakery in East London. Um, I have, I'll bribe myself sometimes basically. <laughs> and then other days I just, I just need to get out of there, need incentives or bribes, but I have them for when motivation is lacking. Well, that sounds, 
Sounds very practical, and I'm, I'm sure well, some of our listeners are going to listen to that and say, oh, I think I might try some of these strategies. Yeah. And, it, and it's nice to know as someone who, who, who yeah, like Justin, I, I don't know that I detest it as much as Justin does, but I definitely don't have a love affair with it. Um, it's nice to hear that coming from a runner because often we, you know, it, it appears to us like runners just love it and they get this magical feeling from running that like I can't understand, but it's good to hear from even runners struggle with running sometimes. Yeah, I think my friends and I call it um, type two fun. It's not <laughs> fun while you're doing it. <laughs> it's fun afterward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, get, the, yeah. uh, get, that, get that concept wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you are currently the general manager with Virgin Sport. How did you come to, um, to find that position? Yeah, I, um, so I started out my career as an engineer I worked for IBM and, and my background is technical and implementing software at large industrial companies and learned a lot from it, but was at the time in Colorado, hanging out with all these runners who really um, worked to live and they loved to run and move. And so I started thinking about more about just running as a career or could, could I merge those two things somehow? And I spotted a job at New York Roadrunners, which is um, owner-operator of the New York City Marathon and all things running in New York. And this job just really spoke to me. And I I ended up getting a phone interview and talking to them about um, all the change that was going on there and systems and process that needed to be implemented to help organizations, a lot of which related to, to and like how awesome would that be to be able to apply this software knowledge that I have to an organization um, whose purpose that I love. And so I was so fortunate to have the opportunity to do that to New York and left IBM to work for this small nonprofit, which some people thought was crazy, but it was, it just felt so right. So I did that for a few years um, and helped build out, new systems and all sorts of strategic initiatives um, across that organization. They do 60 events a year, including the, the biggest marathon in the world and the New York City Marathon um, and worked for Mary Wittenberg there, who um, I admired very much. And so when Mary then was asked to lead Virgin Sport, when Virgin Sport was formed by by Richard Branson, um, it was kind of a no-brainer for me. I wanted to go work for her again um, at this new company and help build something from scratch. So that up um, at Virgin. So and so, what? I guess how? What caused? What was the idea behind Virgin Sport? Like what? Because um, what was the inspiration, or how? Kind of how was it founded? Yeah. So as the story goes, Richard himself and his son-in-law and a couple others were on a bike ride in South Africa, the Cape Argus, um, one of the biggest rides in the world. And it was sponsored by another Virgin company, a Virgin portfolio company. And um, as Virgin does, Virgin Money sponsors the London Marathon. They've had that relationship with events in the past, but they've never Virgin or no Virgin entity has ever owned an event before. So they're doing this event and, um, and thinking, should we be in this business? It's such a natural 
an authentic fit to um, Richard as an active person and the Virgin brand. Um, So from there, his team started looking into the sport and, and trying to figure out if it would be a viable business and, and what would it mean for the Virgin brand and ethos to be applied to mass participation sport. And they decided to go for it. And we acquired a, a small portfolio of events here in the UK. And so for the last two and a half years, we've been applying, you know, a virgin sport spin on the sport of running and launched the product, um, a year ago in January as, um, a festival of sports. So really centered around running, which we believe is lasting. Running will always be popular, but people want to do things with their friends and family and, they're not all necessarily up for the challenge of a half marathon or marathon, or they might hate running and just want to move or dance or, or do a boxing class um, and have a beer afterward. And so we're trying to design something that's, that suits them all that you can do with your friends and family and is very much, very much unique and local to the community that um, we're operating in. So we try to really highlight the, the flavor of the neighborhood. No, I think it's a uh, it's a great concept to get the community involved in different fitness events. Um, leads to certainly more active, more healthy lives. It's it's also a um, sort of a um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it shows a good example for children as well how what they should be doing, especially when they when they grow up when they get older. Um, but what are some obstacles? that occur when trying to organize an event like this or trying to make uh, fitness fun and inclusive for a community? Yeah. um, Let's see, inclusive, I guess. Um, Longer distances and price or, or just for people who aren't necessarily active or haven't done a half marathon before. Um, it can be intimidating. <clears throat> so we try to offer something free at every event that we do, um, something shorter distance or just a short class. Um, we try to um, you know, work really closely with our city partners and, and their, <clears throat> that relationship and the city council, um, the city councils that we operate with are, are key um, to making sure that we're we're meeting the needs of their community, which they know well. So, um, our flagship event is in May, uh, May twentieth in East London and Hackney, and we work really closely with the Hackney Council to produce a free five k for for their community um, and make sure that we're communicating with local businesses and and all those along the course who are affected by road closures um that's one of the the hardest parts about producing a race is um obviously the logistics of it all aren't aren't simple and a lot of people are affected if they're trying to get to um church on a sunday or um if they need some sort of medical service we have to consider all those angles um so we work with city partners to do so um and and then they help us make sure that we're serving the needs of their community consumers as well. Hmm. 
So what have you noticed about participation over the, the last few years? How long have you been doing this in London now for? Um, you mentioned it was... We launched Virgin Sport in London just over a year ago. Okay, over a year. So yeah. how, how many events have you guys done so far? We've done three. Three. Now, what have you noticed about the participation? Has it, has, uh, is, it, is it rising? Do you start see more people? Is there a buzz around it? Yeah, we're... Um, <clears throat> so we've just about to sell out our, our first event in 2018, um, which will be in May. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. It, it's a great indication, um, I think, of, of how much people enjoyed the first Virgin Sport event last year. So we're just starting to see um, that retention and, um, and loyalty year over year because this is the, only the second year that we've operated as Virgin Sport. Um, and so, yeah, things are going really well. Um, the sport of running is... Um, is definitely a crowded space. There are tons of runs out there and, um, and races. And so we've seen a lot of other races pop up and, and all sorts of new clubs and groups. And, um, to us, that's, that's fantastic though. We try to, um, be a real collaborator and supportive of the, the whole industry rather than view them as competition. Um, we want to, point our 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 consumers to the other races and resources and clubs and training groups and programs that they can leverage to maintain a healthy lifestyle rather than view it as competition so uh do you have any events scheduled for outside of um outside of england this year or anything kind of on the horizon not yet we're um really focused on the uk market right now and, and refining the experience here in the UK and building a year round portfolio of events. And, and then from there, once we've <clears throat> really cracked the model, I think the, the size, the limit, we definitely have ambitions of scaling. Um, but want to make sure we, we walk before we run. Yeah. Ironically. <laughs> so now, now where do you see, like, where do you see version sports? Let's say in five years, like what would be the kind of ideal situation for you guys? Yeah. Our, strategy with the portfolio of events in any given market, I think is, um, quality over quantity. So we want to have, um, a variety of distances and, um, events in each season to offer. So someone can participate with this year round, but we're not trying to do 20, 30 events in a year. Um, there are a lot of, there are enough other events out there. So we're looking for, really interesting locations or, or white space in the market where we feel like people would be well served by a specific distance or in a specific location. So in the UK, we'll, we'll end up doing a couple more events, but a not, not a lot more. And then um, the other markets that we look at are those where Virgin has brand recognition. So natural fit would be um, the U.S. or South Africa, Australia, and and that's where growth potential would likely be. Yeah. So now getting back to running uh, kind of for you personally a little bit, um, it obviously it's played a huge role for you personally and professionally, um, but can you describe in your own life how you've been able to use running as a way to give back to the community? Yeah, I think um, when you asked about my motivations, I think there are 
years where it's not about me at all. It's about my friends or an organization that I'm able to contribute to through running somehow. And, and that's in some years what I get the most satisfaction out of um, rather than striving for some PR. I, um, I love introducing my friends to the sport of running or helping coach them through their first half marathon or marathon. Um, for years, I volunteered for a nonprofit in New York called Back on My Feet and they operate running programs out of homeless shelters mm. in 11 cities in the U.S. And so I was a captain of one of their teams on the Lower East Side in New York for a year. And three mornings a week, we showed up and ran with the residents of this shelter and um, showed them what it meant to have a really positive community supporting them and to 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 move and and to start your day off on a on a really high note um and got a lot of personal satisfaction and, and felt like I was really making a difference through that um through that program um and there's a similar organization here in the UK too um it's a great model so that's one example of course working for New York Roadrunners as a nonprofit they're doing so much for the the New York running community um, and youth programs in public schools. Hmm. That's great. So we're seeing tons of studies and tons of information coming out about the cognitive benefits of exercise. So how has running impacted your mind? Do you feel like it is it's made you more more sharp, more able to deal with stress? anything of that nature. Yeah, absolutely. I, there's such a discernible difference between my day if I've run in the morning or not just in my, my mood and how alert I am and just stress levels and, and resilience. Um, so I know, and that's why I try to incentivize myself, um, that if I get out for a run in the morning, I'm going to be all the better for it. And, um, it's also the time I take to think really deeply on a topic. You know, you can't look at a device while you're running easily. <laughs> and, um, so it, so often when I kind of process or pick apart a certain situation or I determine what my, um, my viewpoint is on something and, um, in my life, I, I, found that I, I really need that and value that time um, to focus. And I think mentally that, that helps me stay balanced. It's funny that you mentioned that because we recently did uh, an interview where the expert mentioned that you need to give your brain time to actually focus and to wander, not be on a device, not be working. That's actually very healthy. It helps you process your information throughout the day. So it sounds like running provides you with that opportunity. Yeah. Um, and when you're you're an endurance athlete, there's so much time for your mind. <laughs> uh, so you kind of develop an agenda. Well, sometimes, you're like, well, I can think of this topic. And, um, you know, there might be a hundred different things that you, could, you have time to think about because it's hours yeah. to yourself. Um, and you have to find ways to entertain yourself. 
it's funny because there's always one major topic that I'm thinking about when I'm running. And that's when do I get to stop running? <laughs> <laughs> My major topic is what I'm going to eat. <laughs> there, that, yeah. that too. That, that too, for sure. So now look, I, I know that you're not uh, you know, an orthopedist and you're, you're, not a, you're not a doctor, but a lot yeah. of um, runners have issues with their knees, especially if they're running on uh, concrete you know, maybe some with their shoulders or whatever it is. Have Have you had any injuries, and how, how how have you personally been able to keep your body healthy and able to make these long runs? Yeah, I'm um, I'm pretty lucky when it comes to muscle imbalances. Hmm. I think, but I also do make a point to diversify my workouts, and I do a lot of Pilates and hip type boxes and TRX and um, make sure that I'm not only running because I had a few years where I was doing that and run into issues once in a while and end up seeing a physical therapist and, and doing some hip exercises and stretches and, um, that's no fun. So I just try to maintain better balance generally. I, I absolutely love class pass and hmm. I think class pass is a great complement to running. I love to do my cardio outside on the run and then via class pass, I can really dabble and, and do all sorts of strength training and yoga and, um, and it's hard, I think to do those things on your own to develop Hmm. that programming. Um, so I find a class and an instructor is really helpful for the balance. And, and then once in a while, um, a visit to the physical therapist, um, to get an assessment on, you know, where, how you should be stretching more or to remind yourself to use the foam roller can be helpful guidance. So, so we have, um, we have listeners that are all different, you know, fitness levels. So, um, I want, I want you to give us some tips for listeners that are, let's say we'll put them in three different categories. So category one would be somebody who's just getting started with running and kind of wants to know maybe some best practices or some of the things that they should keep in mind, um, just starting off. Um, the second category would be kind of a seasoned runner who wants to get to the next level. And then the third would be a marathoner who wants to get into ultra marathons. So like what types, what tips can you give for kind of those three categories? Okay. The beginner. Let's see. Um, go to a running store and get fitted for the right shoe. Buy some good socks, not cotton socks. I think it's, it's all about the little things that can annoy you when you're running. And so you've got to take care of those and make sure your shoes fit properly and you're not dealing with chafing and, um, and you've got good moisture wicking clothing. And, um, I like to plan my routes in advance and, um, and commit to running with a friend and, and that really gets me out the door. Um, and I think really that's how I got started too. It was just a friend talked me into it and it made me feel comfortable out there in, in spandex, you know, running slowly, mm-hmm. uh, never having been coached i assumed that i was doing something wrong but when you're doing it with someone else it's it's um it's more fun of course um so finding a group or a person to do it with as a beginner is is key um and let's see the marathoner looking to get faster oh so be a kind of a seasoned runner who wants to take it to the next level yeah seasoned runner next level speed work i'm i'm just amazed it's so efficient 
Um, especially if you have a job, a family, um, a lot of other commitments outside of running, it's such a good use of your time just to, to get your body moving quickly and not run the same pace all the time is, is really productive. <laughs> Maybe it's obvious, but, um, I've really benefited a lot from that in the last few years, trying to take it to the next level, um, by just spending a lot of time, a, a little bit of time on the track, like an hour once a week um, is, is really helpful. Um, and I think for me always signing up for a race, like once I pay for a race, then I'm committed and map out a training plan. And, and that's how I'll really, um, you know, hold myself accountable is I don't want to end up unprepared on event day. So, um, committing to something really helps me stay motivated and, and take something to the next level, um, versus just running for fun. Um, and then ultra marathoning, um, ultra marathoning. I think there's, there's a different set of gear when you're out there for hours and hours on end. Um, so we're doing a bit of research on that and, and, um, getting a good hydration system and, um, you know, understanding what, um, sort of food you might need to be eating or, or want to eat on the run is important. And, um, I think it's a lot about the routes too. If you're trying to run 20 miles, 15 miles every weekend, back to back days, um, finding really cool places to do it and interesting people to run with and have a conversation with are key. So again, finding a local group, um, to show you the, the routes and entertain you is, is key. Definitely sounds like some important points. Now, would you recommend maybe seeing a coach to learn proper running technique? Um, I don't think it's absolutely necessary, but it definitely helps. Um, there are certain drills that I've learned in working with a coach and running with a club in New York in the last couple of years that I think help with injury prevention and just help make my stride more efficient too. So why not get more out of every step? Um, but you don't have to do that. Um, it, it's definitely beneficial though if you do. All right, Jessica. So I have a, a somewhat very mildly personal question. You seem incredibly busy and like move to these and you do all these different jobs. You're like sort of a modern day superwoman. Um, <laughs> What what does Jessica Frey do on her downtime? Um, my downtime, I like to eat. I, <laughs> I love coffee, so I'm I'm often you'll find me hanging out at a um, a coffee shop, just reading or writing or drawing. Um, I love podcasts um, and planning trips with my friends and learning new things. Um, whether it be a course online or, or reading about a specific topic I've become obsessed with. Um, I've got all sorts of little hobbies and, um, and things that I'm passionate about beyond running. <laughs> so I have one other question. So um, I heard you referred to your place as a flat. How long being in London did it take for you to use that language instead of like an apartment <laughs> or a house or home? Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm training myself to speak <laughs> British. Um, I, I've just been in London for three months. Um, 
but uh, but yeah, trying to learn the lingo. So I guess I'm doing well. So um, you, you lived in, in New York, right? And now you're living in London. And I love London, but like, come on, the food, it's just... It's just not comparable, right? There's some good food in London, but there's not that much good food in London. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it. That, that's my opinion. Maybe I just wasn't experienced <laughs> enough. When I, maybe I wasn't shown the right places. <laughs> so what do you think of the food in London? Um, I think it's fantastic. There's enough. There's um, enough. <laughs> okay. There's enough, enough for, no, for me. For me, there was no – I couldn't find any – maybe I found like one decent pizza place. Now, granted, we're in London. They did have some killer fish and chips no yeah. lime, fish and chips, you know, and their, their burger type foods were, were pretty good too. Yeah. Now, they I also love- had Indian, like really good Indian food that you couldn't find here in the States. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was just going to say. Indian food in London wins and I love Indian food, so I'm happy there. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Jessica, is there anything else you would like to add to the show? Um, um, where, where, where can we find Jessica? People need to get yeah. in touch with you. Jessica, um, my Instagram, this is Fry, J-A-N-N, um, and Twitter as well, same, and virginsport.com if you're interested in, in participating with us in the UK. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on The Gym Wits. You have, uh, you're certainly very interesting and you have a, a great deal of knowledge as well. And you're doing a lot for, for communities. We can't wait to have you back in New York. I'm sure we need to start running here, although I know there's a lot of groups, but you seem to be doing great with what you're doing. So you know, keep up the fantastic work and we look forward to hearing from you again. Thanks. It's funny, um, for someone who doesn't, love running and I know Ryan you don't love running either we both confessed this during the interview we do have this notion that people who run love to run they just like love doing it all the time and Jessica sort of put that to rest it's like well sometimes she does have um trouble finding her motivation but she had a lot of cool uh little tricks yeah and, and tips like to hacks. help stay motivated yeah, she called hacks yeah <laughs> word that. It's, it's it's clever though yeah it some works. good ideas and, and as we always say whatever works right yeah absolutely uh yeah for especially for you know it's interesting because running it, the polar opposites some people love exercise hate running some people yeah. love running but hate other other forms of exercise um but definitely anything to keep you motivated i think that's a key no matter what level you're at or no matter how much you love an activity uh maintaining motivation can be challenging even with you know with what i with what we do with you know kickboxing or uh boxing or jujitsu sure. whatever it is like there you go through phases where you're really motivated and you go through phases where you're not i'm, I'm in a phase now where I'm really motivated to train um, with friends, but I'm completely demotivated due to my own conditioning training, mm. and I dread it, and I'll find any excuse not to do it, and so yeah, <laughs> it, it happens to all of us, uh, and then the, the, the polar opposite will happen at different times. So, Yeah, and I really like what Jessica and Virgin are doing. Now, look, we know they are a huge company, and... They're doing things for their bottom line in one way or another, but that's okay because they're also doing really good. They're doing good for the community. They're doing good for people's health. These organized events, I think, are are very powerful. They help people get into fitness running in this context, but the idea can be applied to lots of different types of sports, and it's great for the community. It's a great, as I I mentioned, it's a, a great example for youth 
to see look my uh you know my my parents you know my older siblings whatever they're getting into fitness they're running it's something i should be doing too yeah i think it's just you know a, a, an overall pervasive good thing for a community and the, you know those type of events they you know they they really do reward everyone yeah well if it's about you know back to the, like when we talk about how what makes crossfit successful what makes martial arts successful is is uh it gets a group mentality, a group feeling, um, a communal feeling, and uh, you can build on that. And so when you apply that, it applies to lots of activities, but especially fitness, it's a great way to do it. So if you make fitness something that is part of a, a group thing and a fun thing to do, uh, it takes away some of the stigma that some people apply to it, some mm. of the stress that, that goes with um, exercise for some people. Would you ever be an ultra man- marathon? Absolutely not. Never. <laughs> <laughs> It'll never happen. Well, well maybe, maybe Half yeah, marathon, we convince, maybe one maybe day in my life. we convince Tony to become yeah. an ultra marathon. Yeah, yeah, she'll be more likely than any, either of us. <laughs> um, all right, well, as usual, all of our stuff is at thegymwits.com. Uh, I told you guys to do the survey if you can. All that stuff's in the show notes. Uh, email us your questions at thegymwits at gmail.com. So I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, aka Chef Sonic, reminding you that truth does not sell. And we are the Gymwits. Gymwits.